It's time for another episode of the Franchise Business Radio Show, broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta, sponsored by Franchise Intellect, knowledge of the franchise community for franchise selection. More info at FranchiseIntellect.com. Also made possible in part by Franchise.City, a better way to buy a franchise. More info at Franchise.City. And FranServe, the world's largest franchise consulting and expansion organization. More info at FranServe.com. Now, here's your host, certified franchise consultant, Pamela Curry. Welcome back for another great episode of Franchise Business Radio. This is your host, Pamela Curry, coming to you live from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta. As a reminder to our listeners, the Franchise Business Radio Show's mission is to have a platform to bring together business professionals to connect, educate, and collaborate to serve the franchise community and those considering franchise ownership. Very excited about our show today, and as we all know, in this environment we're in, a lot of our guests are now virtual, uh, but I do want to go ahead and I want to welcome Don Powers with Fitness Machine Technicians, a very unique franchise opportunity, and we're going to learn more about that today. In addition to that, we have uh, the PR firm, and we have Karen Murray with us as well, and she's going to talk to us a little bit about, you know, what do you do when you have a... a Franchise opportunity. What are some great ways to have public relations and marketing and best practices there? Uh, let's go ahead and welcome our guest, Don. Welcome to the Franchise Business Radio Show. Hey, thanks, fans. Really excited to be here. I'm excited to uh, share some of my experiences. Definitely. Karen, also want to inv- uh, welcome you. Welcome to the Franchise Business Radio Show. Thanks so much, Pam. Happy to be here. Excellent. Well, let's tell our listeners, uh, Don, a little bit about Fitness Machine Technicians and um, and your background. Uh, for 35 years, you received experience in the fitness industry, selling equipment, owning retail locations, and owning and managing fitness centers. And it's my understanding that you saw an opportunity to provide a necessary service, a business based solely on repairing and maintaining fitness equipment. So you founded Fitness Machine Technicians, which uh, is based uh, just outside the Philly region there, back in 2002, and you specialize in the maintenance and repair of exercise equipment for gyms, corporations, hotels, private residents, basically everywhere fitness equipment is used. (laughs) So the model uh, has been very successful, um, so much so that you actually decided to franchise the business, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Before we dive into that, I also want to let our listeners know, when we think about the growth you've been experiencing, uh, you have been recognized as an award-winning franchise and currently have more than 90 territories across the country with franchise opportunities currently available, obviously, in in areas that are not taken. So anyone that's interested in fitness and looking to run a service-based business uh, definitely would want to inquire about fitness machine technicians. Uh, You've also been ranked as one of the fastest-growing franchises in 2019 by Entrepreneur Magazine and grew from two franchises in October 2018 to over 90 territories by the end of February 2020. First, I just want to say congratulations to you, Don. Thanks very much. It's been, yeah. it's been a real ride, believe me. I'm, I'm sure it has. And, you know, I like to joke a little bit and say, you know, you're almost a part of what I call the 18% club. Uh, what surprises many, many people are there are 
over 3,000 active franchises that are out there, and only about 18% of them actually hit that 100-unit mark. True milestone, and you're almost there. So that's great. And we're going to talk about that and what's helped you get there. But first things first, tell us about fitness machine technicians. When did you have this aha moment? So it's it's a pretty good story. Um, I, I've, I've been in the fitness industry my entire life, basically. I got my master's from Temple University, blah, blah, blah. I had my stores, as you mentioned before. I also was in the health club space. And I was an MOD. I was the manager on duty. My, my job was basically to uh, take care of membership and take care of the equipment. The biggest frustration that I had was with the fitness equipment. Mm. It would break. I would call a service provider. I would set up an appointment. Would the service provider show up on the, on that date and time? No, it drove me nuts. You know, the the, the 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 provider would come a day early, a day late, you know, an hour early, an hour late. It drove me nuts. So, so finally, I got out of the health club business. Mm-hmm. And in 2002, I stumbled across an, an exercise equipment repair company for sale. It was a little mom and pop company. And I said, you know what? With my past experience in fitness and fitness equipment. This might be a good idea. There, there is definitely a void that needs to be filled here because this industry is full of mom and pops. So basically, I said, let me see what I can do with it. So, so I basically threw a tool bag on my back. I walked the mm-hmm. street. I went from job to job. I had to learn about the business. I had to learn about the company. I had, I had to learn about my competition. And it took me longer to learn how to fix the equipment than it did to knock off the competition. <laughs> Knocking off the comp- competition was one thing, and learning the equipment was the other thing. So basically, once I learned how to knock off the competition, the business really started to grow. Mm-hmm. And in 2010, I started to think about franchise. And that's, that's when I said, you know, back, back in 2005, I said, I, I have something really special here. Yeah. And I, I think I can take it. And it took me another couple of years, 2010, I started thinking about it, and then here we are now. Wow. Well, well, obviously you were onto something and uh, you hit on something there is when you have a fragmented market with a lot of mom paws, that's when franchising really serves as a great growth strategy. Uh, so out of curiosity, another important uh, component to any business is understanding who is your end customer. So for fitness machine technicians, who is the ideal end customer that your franchisees are servicing? So the end customer is basically anybody who has a piece of exercise equipment. Mm-hmm. It can be in their home, it can be in their it can be in their health club, it can be in their company, any place where there's an exercise equipment. So we service hotels, we service apartments, we service condominiums, we service physical therapy centers, we we service uh, first responders, police, fire departments, which we give a discount to, of course. Um, Basically, anywhere where there's a piece of exercise equipment. Universities and schools, like high schools and grade schools, are one of our biggest clients. Colleges are mm. probably number two on our revenue pool, believe, believe it or not. Wow. Um, so anywhere where there's a piece of equipment. That makes perfect sense. Uh, and um, now, even in this, I'm just thinking over this virtual environment, now that you're saying that, you know, because you're right, you are servicing residents. Uh, so whether it's commercial, whether it's uh, residential, whether it's a hotel or a corporation, there's uh, there's multiple customer bases that are out there and available to you. Uh, how right. how do you think you've disrupted the marketplace? 
that, that, that's a great question. And, and I'm going to answer it this way. I don't think we disrupted the marketplace. I think I, I would say that we are organizing. As I said before, mm-hmm. this industry segment is mostly run by mom and pop, which is okay. You know, that's what they want to do. It's fine. That's not me. That's not my style. That's not my vision. So my vision is, is to treat the, the business as a true business. So our franchisees treat their business as a real business. Our franchisees are from the business world, so they know how to treat customers. They know how to treat manufacturers. They know how to answer questions. You know, when we first started, the manufacturers kind of scratched their heads in the beginning, and they were kind of interested to see where this was going to go because they didn't really think it was going to work. They, they, were, they were like, okay, Don, we'll kind of take a look at you and you know, keep you on the back burner here. <laughs> um, but what happened is a year later, we have, we have over a dozen manufacturers that use us now as their preferred service provider. So they, oh, they call wow. fitness team technicians first. And the reason is, again, is because our owners, they're business people. They came from the business world. So they understand that when they get a lead from a manufacturer, hey, I better follow up on that because this is this is bread and butter. The mom and pops don't have that feeling. You know, they'll, they'll put that lead aside. They may say, oh, it's a beautiful day. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go fishing instead. Mm. Well, no, no. That's not what we do. This is the real business. So. So when we're asked to do something, we're going to do it. And the manufacturers love that because that means they have a happy customer because we respond quickly. So I guess you could say, you know, did we disrupt the marketplace? Probably. But in the meantime, we're organizing it as well. I like that. It's almost taking a tried and true business model and organizing it. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. Um, I know that you've been uh, experiencing a tremendous amount of growth in a short period of time. What do you attribute to this significant growth? It's, it's the, um, the, the, the growth has come because of the style of the business. It's a service business. It's need-based. It's low cost. I, actually, I, I just got a call, a call from another franchisor the other day and said, Don, you know how lucky you are that you have a home-based business or a low-cost business mm. because this franchisor had brick and mortar. He said, "My franchise, my franchisees are dying because they had, you know, they have all these high expenses. We don't. So low overhead, you know, it can be a home-based business. Recurring revenue is huge in our business. Oh, You're getting those preventative maintenance contracts with with your commercial clients and with your residential clients. Once you get that recurring revenue." You can really build a business. You know, you're going to get 10 contracts this month, 20 contracts that month. We have over 400 contracts now in my existing business. Mm. That's guaranteed money with with with, with a 98% um, uh, retention rate. That's huge. You can really sit down and write a business plan, and that's what people like. Service business again. Um, if I, I kind of joke where we are open, we're COVID resistant because um, Kansas City, one of our franchises. He is, has only been up in four months, and he is blown it out of the water. He's just mm-hmm. going crazy. Um, so it, it just checks a lot of the boxes for a lot of people. They don't want to spend a lot of money. They want service business is great because we're not selling a product. We're, we're, we're selling a service, and it's always going to be there. It's always going to be there. Yeah, no inventory. Is, is there inventory involved? Tools? None. Maybe, None. maybe $100 worth. 
Oh, wow. Okay. And I mean, just, I mean, you're right. That's a very attractive business model, right? Service-based, need-based, low cost, low overhead, reoccurring revenue. I like the ring to all of those, right? Check, 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 check. (laughs) Uh, And COVID resistant. (laughs) That all works for me too. Uh, Out of curiosity, um, as a franchisee, are you the one that is actually the technician in the business or are you hiring those to be the technician of the machines? So what we ask from our, our um, franchisees is, is there's two types. You know, you can be the owner operator or you can, you know, we, you can work on the business or you can work in the business. Makes sense. Um, we would rather have our franchisees work on the business like I did, not in the business. If, you, if you're working in the business, that means you're owner operator. That means you're mom and pop. So that means your revenue is limited just to you. Well so said. working on the business, what I like to do is get the owner of that franchise out there and do the networking and, and do the, you know, the uh, meeting the people and, and just talking and selling and then hire those and, and then hire those technicians to do the work for you because you're never going to grow if you, if, you, if you can't do that. So, yes, we, we hire the technicians. Now, each franchise itself hires their own technician. Makes sense. So really that executive model, like you said, um, ideal profile of franchisee are those that want to work on the business, hire those to work in the business. Makes sense. Yeah. Would you like to share a little bit about uh, what does the training and support program look like for your franchisees? Sure. The, the, uh, the training and support is, is pretty easy. Um, so you're going to have two different types. You're going to have training for your owner, which is the administrator, which is the admin. Then you're going to have training for your technician. So the admin can take up maybe two days. And basically that's learning our accounting system, learning QuickBooks, learning the chart of accounts learning how to invoice, learning how to collect bills, learning how to communicate with customers, to schedule, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The good thing about that is, especially in today's environment, is that the administration part of the training can be done virtually. So they don't have to come here. Mm-hmm. The worst case scenario, and we have done a couple, maybe one or two virtually just for one reason or another. So that's, that's okay. I would rather have the owner come here because I like the owner to ride with our techs for a day or two, just to get more experience to see what's going on out in the field. You know, because you have to learn the walk to walk and talk to talk. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't go out there and say something that you don't know. So I would rather them come here. But if for some reason they can't, they can't. Now, the technician training is um, basically, there isn't a school to go to. You don't go to school fitness and they teach you how to fix exercise equipment. So we have to come up with it by ourselves. And what we did was, is the technicians come in and I assign them or our director of operations assigns them to each one of our technicians. So they have a little, they, they take a little piece from each one of our five technicians and teach them something different. And then the last couple of days will be with our service manager, Pat. And Pat will really groom them, bring them out in the field to see what they've learned, bring them back here to the office in our little back room, train them there, kind of have a question and answer um, situation thing. So, so it's, it's pretty in-depth. And, you know, the technician training is about a week. And most of them get through it in, a, in a, about a week. Mm-hmm. However, if, if Pat thinks that the um, technician needs a little bit more training, then we'll go to the owner and say, you know, um, George is getting it, but he's just not there. Can we have him for just a couple more days, and then we'll be ready. Mm. So that's the training part. The support part is really important to me because I actually went through this by myself. Uh, I'll give you an example. When I was out in the field, um, I was stuck diagnosing a treadmill. I just couldn't figure it out. I was calling the manufacturer, calling the manufacturer, 
I wasn't getting anywhere. The, the owner came over to me and said, Don, I'm, I'm not paying you for three hours standing here scratching scratching your head. I can't figure this problem out. So what I said to myself before I wrote my FDD and got into the franchise, I said, we need a really great support system. So I developed that before I did anything else. And basically our, our support system is us. It's my service manager here. He's been in he's been in servicing for 20, 25 years or so. He probably knows more than the manufacturers. Mm. Um, so we have the we, we have the technicians call the manufacturers. If they can't get through the manufacturers, then they call Pat. And if Pat doesn't understand it, then Pat will use today's technology, something simple as FaceTime. Mm. It's like, you know, face, FaceTime and Pat will say, okay, we'll put this wire over here, put that wire over there. How does it work? Boom, it's fixed. Just like you have Pat next to you. Amazing. If Pat isn't available, then the technician has the five business cards of my other technician. So we're always there. We always want support because we cannot be embarrassed by having our technician or anybody's technician looking over a piece of equipment for 15 minutes and scratching their head and saying, I just can't figure this dog one thing out. So yeah. we need that support. And that, that support is very, very important to us. I just, I, I get so intrigued and inspired by, uh, you know, sort of these, these service business models like you're referring to and basically wrapping technology around it in a way that's going to help um, with that, right? And I call it Uberizing a business because uh, basically what you're doing is you're taking a tried and true business model and you're wrapping technology around it from to, to provide the support that's needed for your technicians. Uh, so right. that, that's great. And staying current, right? It's about staying current. Very important. Mm. Absolutely. So I, I know – Yeah, please go ahead. That the, the other support that we give is, is, is our grand open marketing support. Now, that, that's huge. Once the franchisee signs, signs on, you know, we, we have a really, really strong grand open marketing program. And, that, that, and that's big support for the, for the new franchisee. That's SEO, social media, sales and lead generation and, and PR like, like, like Karen and so forth. But that is another good support system that we have. That's great. I I want to, and that's a really a nice segue because uh, fitness machine technicians, you're actually you are a client of uh, Power Brand Communications, which is Karen Murray, who we have on the on the show today too. Yes. Uh, so, Karen, I, I'd like to share with our listeners a little bit about yourself and. I, I I know um, that you've done a wonderful job with fitness machine technicians, but there's some universal things that many franchisors and franchisees can learn about how to be effective when they open up in a new market. Uh, but before we dive into that, um, let's tell our listeners a little bit about you. Currently, you are with Powers Brands Communications, Powers Brand Communications, PBC. And we laugh about that because we're in the Pro Business Channel, which we refer to as PBC as well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but your role is Vice President at Powers Brand Communications, and you bring more than 20 years of PR experience working with a variety of national and regional clients on communication components ranging from media relations and digital content to event planning, community outreach. Uh, your particular expertise is really driving awareness for both franchisor brands and local franchisees through targeted media and community outreach. So let's get started there. What does the franchisee need to know about PR as they are opening up in a new market? Well, um, thank you for that introduction. So I think when you look at a franchise like Fitness Machine Technicians, and as Don mentioned, he's put, he's put together um, a great network of support 
for his franchisees. And part of that is um, brand opening support. And again, as you mentioned, that can include a, a number of different tactics um, from SEO, digital advertising, maybe direct mail, maybe traditional advertising, you know, billboards or that kind of advertising. Mm. And PR is one of those components. So when we work, when we talk to franchisees every day, they're excited. Mm -hmm. They've found this opportunity. It's going to be a fit. They're ready to get going. They have a lot to do. There's a lot on their plate. Um, (laughs) So PR and the grand opening can sometimes fall down the list. Mm. So that's kind of where we come in. Um, So we help them get ready for their big day and really position themselves to really start building awareness. They need their brand to get to be known in the community and really among those target audiences, as as John referenced. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, when you, you're having that grand opening, you want to really be able to maximize that local grand opening. Uh, could you give yeah. some additional, I mean, examples of how to maximize that grand opening with PR? Absolutely. So what we do, and this is really what I love about my job, is we have a grand opening campaign for each franchisee, and that gets kicked off with an introductory call. Mm-hmm. And this is when I get to get on the phone with the franchisee and hear their story, you know, how they found fitness machine technicians and a little bit about their background. Mm-hmm. And we hear about all different backgrounds. So there's one couple that owns a franchise in, in Baltimore and the husband has fitness and fitness experience and the wife has business experience. So mm-hmm. they're just kind of a great combination to come together for this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a veteran-owned franchise in California. He has a really interesting story about what brought him to fitness. So we all know is we use multiple services and businesses in our local area. It's nice to have that human connection to see kind of the face behind the business. Absolutely. So that's really what we try to get what we try to get to and and, and get out with the grand opening. So following that conversation, we put together a press release, and that really helps build the brand awareness. Because that gives us the opportunity to explain what fitness machine technicians is, what services they provide, and then also give that personal touch. And the second fun thing we do, because it's not a a brick-and-mortar franchise, Mm -hmm. is we encourage the franchisee to take a picture that, A, expresses their personality a little bit, and B, gets the brand across. So a lot of our franchisees do a picture in front of their branded car, you know, their wrapped vehicle. Um, or even in front of a piece of fitness equipment, you know, with the logo behind it, or some have even gone to their local chambers of commerce, gotten a more traditional kind of ribbon cutting picture, which is something that really shows their enthusiasm and, of course, promotes the brand. Very nice. So that on that day one, our job is to get that out online and also um, with local media contacts that will really get to their target audience. So can I jump in for a quick second? Absolutely. So um, Karen, Karen mentioned, you know, the press release, which is very, very important for us. And, you know, taking the picture, taking the picture of the candidate, or excuse me, the franchisee in front of the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll give you a great example of our Chicago franchisee, Bernice. Um, she was picked up by one of the PR releases um, by Club Business International. That, that's the largest um, club magazine in the United States, that's a, that's a magazine that is that is published by URSA, which is the International Health Racket and Sports Association. And they're the largest association in the United States and Canada for fitness centers and for basically anyone in the fitness business. And they, that large group, 
picked us up, a little small FMT, and they noticed in the story that um, the reason that one of the reasons that they picked it up is that is that Bernice was a, a woman-owned business um, starting FMT in, in Chicago, and also was on the Chicago Foundation for for Women. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was really great when I got that magazine, and I saw one of my franchisees, and I said, "You got to be kidding me! This is wonderful." That is exciting. That's there's something, yeah. There's something about seeing. Uh, things in print or even uh, online digitally that's representing what you do. It just, uh, I, I admittedly, so it's magical. And by the way, Don, I, I remember seeing you on Fitness Dictionary Magazine. You know, and, and that, that was a, that was a great experience. You know, when, when Joan called over and said, Hey, do you want to be on the cover? I was like, what? And corrections, franchise dictionary magazine. Yeah. I said fit, fitness dictionary magazine. I that's think right. we just came up with another hey, concept there. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So anyway, with, with that, with being on the cover of that interesting story here, being on the cover of franchise dictionary, um, we actually got a a franchise out of that. Uh, oh, a guy okay. by a guy in Nashville read the article, mm-hmm. called 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 us up right away and said, "I need to attend your next discovery day." That's great. And then he, he loved it, and then he came to the annual meeting, and boom, he signed up right away. But oh, that's that, great. That, that magazine works. It's out there. Yes. Uh, yeah, and that's what it's about is visibility, right? People don't people don't know unless you, you share. Uh, you don't know what you don't know, exactly. as they say. Exactly. So exactly. Uh, on that note, uh, Karen, I mean, it's one thing to get started, right? You have that local grand opening, uh, excellent steps to start creating that visibility. How do you sustain the momentum? Well, there's a number of different ways to do that, and that's a very important point. Um, the the opening is just, you know, kind of the kickoff to helping you build awareness and ultimately drive business. So one thing that we notice and kind of support Don's whole mission behind founding the company is that people are Googling Fix My Treadmill. People are Googling managed apartment complex looking for reliable repair service. Mm-hmm. So... What we want to do is try to be the answer to that search query, right? So, um, so online Google ads and other digital marketing tactics are a great way to really make sure you're getting right to your target audience. Mm. Um, we also encourage, you know, maybe some again looking into some more traditional advertising options, and then also, um, you know, direct mail might be an opportunity that works. And then now that you're kind of getting your business going and hitting the ground running, hopefully, um, you know, maybe sponsoring a local event or a local team mm. or, you know, getting involved with a nonprofit to really start getting your name out there. And then another thing from a more traditional public relations approach is media relations. So when you do your, you send out, we send out your press release announcing that the franchise is open, that's just the beginning of the relationship with those reporters. And we reach out to small business reporters, you know, hey, this is a new local business, and that's always a great angle. We also reach out to fitness reporters mm. um, to serve as a resource for them. You know, if they're just writing an article, you know, for example, in January, we worked on articles about New York resolutions and dusting off the treadmill and how to know if your treadmill needs to be repaired and, you know, five simple things you can do. Those kinds of opportunities just, just kind of keep the name front and center and really start evolving as a resource in the community. Yeah. And, it's, and that's very simple to do. Yeah. I was going to say, and it sounds like it is, it is sort of a building process, right? You're not going to be able to do all of this all at once. Yeah. Um, no. 
That makes perfect sense. Exactly. And again, when we're talking to these franchisees, you know, they're busy and hopefully they're, you know, busy out on jobs. So, um, you know, we talk to them about putting together a strategic marketing plan so that, Mm -hmm. you know, we're using these different tactics. We're not throwing them all out there at the same time, but we're being really thoughtful about it um, and doing it in a way that, that they can manage. Absolutely. And speaking of media, obviously, we've got you on the Franchise Business Radio Show. And I know you have a local franchisee here in Atlanta. So when things open up, maybe we'll get them in the studio. Oh, that's Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, we've been talking a lot about the franchisee level, right? The, the grand opening, you know, how to sustain the momentum in your local market. I'd like to go to the franchisor side. So Don, you know, their PR is important to you too. Uh, so Karen, uh, promoting the brand on a regional and national level, what happens there? Well, as you referenced earlier, Pam, there's so many franchises out there. Um, So when you're trying to attract potential franchisees, you really need to stick out among the crowd. So it's important to start getting your name out there. And, you know, we start right at the point of when a franchise decides to go national and, and, and try to reach out to new business owners. Um, for example, with Don, we did it locally with the Philadelphia Inquirer. You know, he's based here. Mm-hmm. And we got a great business article out of that. And the beauty of PR also is that it's not just one article that hits and boom, you're done. Sure. Um, you know, it can be reshared. You can post it on all of your social media channels. But interestingly, the Philadelphia Inquirer online got picked up by newspapers across the country. Uh-huh. Um, so Don was able to he was getting calls left on later that day um, from across the country from interested candidates. Wow. Uh, You know, we're going to have to, Don, we're going to have to get you in with the Eagles there and fixing their fitness equipment. They're they're one of our clients. (laughs) Fly Eagles fly. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) That's great. I'm not sure I'm allowed to say that on, on, on the radio, but you might cut that out. <laughs> that is all good. That's great. Uh, well, is there anything? Uh, and just wrapping up, Don and or Karen, is there anything else you would like to add or share with our listeners? Uh, let me think about that. I, I, I think I think we covered a lot of different things. I think I think they got a good background. Um, the the, uh, the characteristics maybe for um, like an ideal franchisee. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's somebody that has a business background that that's helpful to be personable, to have some mechanical ability, uh, because, you know, if they don't have any mechanical ability, you know, you're, the, the owner's going to have to understand what a drive belt is, what, what a lower control board is, what an upper PCA is. And we're, we're going to teach them all that, but if they have some mechanical ability, they're going to pick it up a lot faster. You know, sales experience helps. Uh, someone who wants to work on the business, not in the business, which, which we already talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that, that's real, real important stuff. I just want to put that through. Excellent. Thank you. Karen, anything you'd like yeah, to and add? I would, yeah, I would just reiterate the fact that a potential franchisee joining Fitness Machine Technicians really has the support there. I mean, I think there's so many unknown factors when you're looking into franchises, and I think our team being one of one of the support teams, but I think there's so much there. They know what they're doing. You know, they've opened so many territories and, you know, they have the system down. And part of that is public relations and, and learning how that can support and really get your business going. And I think just 
having kind of that comfort level, knowing that um, you won't be you won't be alone in launching your business is, mm. is a real cost. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you. Well, thanks. Thank you very much, both of you, for sharing. Uh, Don really uh, enjoyed learning more about the history and your growth uh, with fitness machine technicians. And Karen, thank you so much for the insight on PR and, and really how to help local franchisees get their business successfully launched and have that uh, and sustained through PR and, and marketing efforts. A great insight from both of you. Thanks so much for that. Um, with Thank that, you very much. Yeah, absolutely. And I will share with you, uh, since we've mentioned Franchise Dictionary Magazine, uh, we will definitely be recognizing this show in Franchise Dictionary Magazine in a future edition there. Uh With that being said, I also want to say thank you very much to our listeners, as well as our sponsors, Uh, our sponsors being Franchise.City, A Better Way to Buy a Franchise, also made possible by FranServe, the world's largest franchise consulting and expansion organization. And I also want to say, if you are listening and you do have an interest in learning about franchise business ownership, and specifically fitness machine technicians, please don't hesitate to call me. Uh, As the host of Franchise Business Radio Show, I'm also a certified franchise consultant, and I specialize in helping individuals on selecting a franchise and being effective in their due diligence so they can make an educated and informed decision. It's all about alignment. Uh, And just like Don was sharing, you know, there, there are certain criterias that franchisors look for in a prospective franchisee. So I'd be happy to offer a complimentary franchise consultation. Just contact me. I can easily be reached at pam at franchiseintellect.com or feel free to call me at 847-970-8765. Again, thank you for our listeners. We are signing off and thank you to our guest. Have a wonderful day. Thank you again for joining Pamela Curry and her guests for the Franchise Business Radio Show, sponsored by Franchise Intellect, knowledge of the franchise community for franchise selection. More info at FranchiseIntellect.com. Also made possible in part by Franchise.City, a better way to buy a franchise. More info at Franchise.City. And FranServe, the world's largest franchise consulting and expansion organization. More info at FranServe.com. Use the social media links here to share today's show and check out more episodes at Franchise Business Radio dot com.